Welcome. You're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast that pulls back the curtains in your mind. We like to shed a little light on why you're thinking what you're thinking. Everyone has a choice in life, in what and how they think. Together, we're going to focus on high-functioning habits. There is no more time to live with any sort of regret. Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the inspirational podcast for the inspired. Let's get into today's show with your host, Shelley R. Shearer. Happy New Year, world, and welcome to the show. Shelley Rose Shearer here. This is my 300th episode. Uh, we've been at this for, I've been at this for six and a half years now. You may have noticed that I'm back doing interviews again, so if you didn't catch John Latta from last week, please do, because it's not often you get a typical alpha male business owner that does a complete turnaround and gets in touch with his intuition and the mystical side of life and really sees and experiences what is possible. So it was it was just lovely to have him on the show. Uh, next week, I will have Dr. April Brown out of Florida, who is a certified Christian sex therapist. She is one of the most educated people I think I've had on the show. It was quite amazing talking to her. And she has some really unique uh, insight into intimacy and relationships and she was just very very enjoyable but for today it's new year's it's a celebration of episode 300 and someone sent me this that i posted on facebook and i'm just going to read most of it because it's just easier now it made me laugh when i got it because this girlfriend and i we don't worry about our weight i mean yes if we've gained five or ten pounds or something we know we need to just get our eating habits back on track because Really, at our age and and with my illness and needing a new hip, I can't have excess weight on my joints. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And I want to be a more active grandmother. And I've got a dog that needs to be exercised. These are things that we don't really put a lot of focus on anymore. Like, certainly, like, not like when we were younger. And the headline was, this year, my dear friends, may we all lose weight. And I'm like, what? Well, wait for it. The weight of expectations, the weight of self-criticism, the weight of disconnect that fills us with a deep hunger. You can be lonely in a room full of people, people. The weight of not always loving, the weight of a worn and weary world, of not always accepting, seeing, inhabiting this precious and sacred body that we're in. And that is definitely something I'm learning to focus on this year is to be appreciative of this body, this body that, you know, takes me through this life that I have been a little hard on because I've been in so much chronic pain for over two years now that I've gotten very down on my body. And so therefore, I'm energetically telling it, you're not good enough. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. I don't like you. Instead, I wake up in the morning now and I stroke my arms and I rub my sometimes sore legs and just say, thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for being here. I will try hard to treat you better. This is our vessel. You know, how you feel about it is very, very important. I was watching the second movie or season, season or movie, Enola Holmes. Cute, cute, cute. Love the young actress that plays Enola and love the whole concept of period piece, strong, you know, woman, doesn't get into all the crazy because she wasn't raised that way. Well, when she had to step into society, she was actually undercover, she had to get a dress done for herself and the, you know, the, um, uh, modistas giving her all this advice about how you, oh, your butt's a bit flat. We need to build that up. And she's looking down and she goes, isn't that just supposed to be there to keep my legs moving forward? 
<laughs> the common sense sometimes of the things that she thinks and does because she wasn't indoctrinated from the from the times that this period piece is done in. I mean, it's the Sherlock Holmes story, okay, guys? And it always makes me laugh when I see anything like that in a film or a show or in a book I'm reading. Just that common sense reaction that has not been filtered through a lot of brainwashing. How we think it should be. Uh, quit shitting all over yourself. Like, just let it go. But it is, it is really, really hard. You know, for instance, I'm having a tough time right now just... My mom with her dementia, and when she gets something in her head, she can be a little bit mean. And you have to remember, that's not her. And it's happening with our neighbor down the street. I just got an email yesterday. He went off on his son, uh, and Alex has been a dear friend, but he's in his 90s now, I believe, or pushing 90. And he's been living on his own, but it's gotten the paranoia and, and memory stuff has just gotten so bad that the police had to come, and he had to be taken to the hospital. And he'll probably never leave it or go into an old folks home that's in a lockdown situation. His dementia is that bad. And that's really hard because, you know, we get very, very hurt. And parents, children, we have triggers. Those are all the things we need to lose weight with. Lose the weight of those expectations and those triggers. So this year, may we all exercise our holy will, our sacred sense of purpose, our vision and hard-earned wisdom, our discernment of our shining hearts in ways that enrich connections with our bodies, our souls, and those we love, and even to the world. Now, I have a family member going through a, a lot of learning right now. They're very angry at me because they were uh, in renting a house that uh, I inherited. And it was just time for life to move on for all of us. And watching people and how they react when they're backed into a corner or they're feeling hurt I realize they're younger, is very hard. It's hard not to want to fix it because I have always been the fixer. It's a role I've had in my family my whole life and I've let it go. And it's so hard because the lessons keep coming until I master them. Now, one of the lessons I've worked very hard over the past number of years is understanding that I'm not my emotions. So on New Year's Day when I was exhausted because my last guest to my small house party left at 5 a.m., yes, 5 a.m., my husband was already in bed. That's I'm usually in bed by like 12, 15, and he stays up. Natters, cocktails, whatever with, with his buddies. No, he went to bed, and I stayed up with a couple of girlfriends and neighbors I had not seen very much of in the last couple of years. There were little shots of tequila happening between the Pellegrino, and it's like, oh my. So a little, little overindulgence. And it doesn't take much for me to kind of bring on a bit of depression. I'm overtired now. My fibromyalgia and my, and my hip, there was a bit of dancing. They're throbbing. I just, I'm overtired, got a headache. What do you do? Well, you have to remember, you're not your emotions. And I had to tell myself that over and over that day, this will pass. Clearly, I don't learn the lesson well enough to stop it happening all the time. But the lesson there was not to get wrapped up in the emotional state I was in that day where I was depressed and what's the point and down on myself for why didn't you just go to bed, like kick your friends out, whatever that might be. I knew because I've gone through it enough now in the last few years. I know that I'm going to enjoy the memories of having those people and that laughter. We played the horse game. We all sat down to Chinese food on China. It was great fun. It was just a small group of us. And that has been very much my focus this last number of years. COVID sort of made it easy for me to do. 
uh, to just say, you know, the big acquaintance parties, they're just done. They're done. They're just energy suckers and I don't have the spare energy any longer. I can barely keep up with some of the people I want to keep up with. Don't get tied into your emotions, okay? Let it go. They're feelings. They are not who you are. And this year, ah, yes, may we all start the work of quitting the collective Kool-Aid, the negative self-talk, the small, she's got an asterisk, I'm assuming it's the small last living, the cacophony of cockatoo voices that drown out our souls. That's quite a sentence. And old habits, those used to stop us hearing our pain, our disappointments, and all things much better loved, seen and accepted right down to the very bottom, and to find true freedom through a connection with our deepest souls. That is, if I was going to have a New Year's resolution, that is mine. When I had my Akashic Records reading a few weeks back, one of the things that came up was I've been distracting myself. A lot of distractions. And it's true, I do. When you're in chronic pain, it is very hard to get caught up living in that pain. Trying not to take all the drugs, trying to function, trying to get things done. And when everything else is just overwhelming, I will go bury myself in a video game or something on my iPad. And it can really kill time or too much TV. Definitely too much TV this past uh, winter with my husband and I. It's time to just in the evenings, go have the bath with the lavender oil. Go to bed and read a book for a bit. I always do my meditation and my prayers, but I haven't really been spending a lot of time in fresh learning. Um, although I've considered delving into the Akashic Records at, at myself and learning, I really don't want to do it for myself. So I'd rather learn the Merkaba um, meditation, which is a form of meditation that Marie St. Germain um, teaches. And I've got the book. I've actually done part of it, watched the video series, and I want to get back to that. I want to get, dig out my CDs. I know, <laughs> my what? Probably DVDs actually, uh, on the tapping solution. Tapping is a wonderful way of calming your central nervous system. And that is one thing that I have to manage with fibromyalgia and chronic pain is the central nervous system. Too much stimulation. And I have a son that's on the spectrum as a high-functioning autistic person. So he works and has a relationship and has a child. But he has struggled for years until we realized, you know, what he was. He didn't have, he's not bipolar. He is autistic. And he has to manage stressors and interruptions. He can't handle them. He couldn't handle them as a child. He was misdiagnosed as a, as a child with ADHD. And it's not that I don't believe that that was definitely part of what was going on with him because he was classic case with it. I can see as well now some of the overlay of, you know, not three things at once. I full on A-type personality, multitasker. I have had to let all of that go in my 40s. Well, my son luckily is learning that lesson a lot earlier. So I have a granddaughter as well with some issues and that central nervous system, very important that we keep it managed and calm. Something that our society does not support in this fast paced information overload, lots of information, very little knowledge and wisdom world we're living in. Okay. And what is the last part of this? And this fine new year, may we all be rich. Yes, utterly and completely rich, wildly and unapologetically rich in love, life, connection with one another, and all that really matters. Filled to the brim and bubbling over, more again and spilling over that, 
full of laughter, acceptance, joy, and less of worry, less of sorrow. Rich in renewed experience of a whole new year. Now, this was written by someone called Rachel Alana R.A. Falconer. Something called Midwives of the Soul. Sorry, I just, I just received it. So Midwives of the Soul seems to be the hashtag. Don't know what that is, where it came from, but it was sent to me by a girlfriend and it really, really spoke to me. There's this fellow on Instagram, I think his name is Ben Carroll. He was a recording artist of some sort, apparently, in the past. And he does sound meditation. And I, I listen to it, like, for a second or two if I, I scroll over it. Well, about a month ago, I started pausing and listening. And my dog and my one of my foster dogs were sleeping on the floor beside me in the bathtub, while I was in the bathtub. They perked right up stuck their heads over the bathtub and they're looking at me and they're cocking their heads, especially mine. She does this border collie cock of her head going, what's that sound, mom? They love it when he plays the bowls. So I sent him a message and I just said, hope you're not offended, but my dogs just love you. And he was like, I'm not offended at all. He came back personally and said, you know what? They're living creatures. And it's so true. It's so calming to the soul. And even this fall when I was really struggling, I got back into putting my headset on and I had to buy some adapters because none of these new phones have plug-in headphones and I don't want that Bluetooth going through my brain. I have, a, it's called Evolutioner now. So here's just some little tidbits about how to maybe stay a little calmer this new year and some, and some new tools. I'm going to go to something else in just a second. And started listening to that at night. Even while I was reading my book, calmed me right down. Took a little melatonin. Didn't realize I was kind of not producing that correctly. Sleep has been so much better. And my stress levels have been so much better. Find what works for you. So let's go see what Melanie Beattie has to say. Now, this is that book of uh, Journey to the Heart that I've used since the day I started this podcast. I just randomly will go to the date if I feel that I just need a little bit of structure in my podcast, I go and see what it has to say. Well, it's not January 5th yet, um, but I've got notes and and highlights on some of the other days. So uh, clearly I used this book last year and the year before. But on the 5th, the subject is let life reveal itself to you. That has been one of the most amazing beliefs that I have taken on, that life happens for us, not to us. You know, I spent a number of years in coaching. I spent years in therapy as well for things in my past. And it's really hard not to always be just uh, spewing, angry, um, wondering why this is happening to you. Now I kind of just laugh like this is life moving on. I have a better understanding of uh, and ability of dealing with things when they come up. When I can't, I have a very close group of people that I can go to. Let people in on your journey, but be careful who you let in. I have let people in my life before uh, that gathered just enough information to stab you me in the back. So, you, you know, do be careful. But then again, if that does happen, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So if it was a lesson, I'd rather be open and trusting then close down and distrustful. And if that means once in a while I get hurt or get stabbed in the back, I'm okay with that now in my life. Wasn't when I was younger, be very clear, was definitely, I'm a dweller. I just freaking pick stuff to death. And that has been part of my journey to let life flow. 
So 2023 is a year of a little bit more financial support, health, getting a new hip, getting back to yoga, developing another property, having a bit of a, a project. I like having a project, but I know it has to be kind of outside of the box because, you know, I, I have days where I can't. And so being in a nine to five situation doesn't really work for me, but love having a project. Doesn't matter even what it is. So what if it's looking like for you? Now, if, light, if you're gonna let life reveal itself to you, what the meditation says is to answer the question about what you've been mulling about, the direction for the next stage of your growth. Where will you live next? What do you need to do about work, money, or is that problem you've been struggling with? It will come. If you're fussing and straining, you may not hear it. And I just, that's all I'm really gonna uh, refer to on that meditation today. That is what happens a lot, guys. We think that by obsessing, we're helping solve the problem, but we're not. Nine times out of 10, I created way more problems in my life by obsessing than I ever did by letting it go. My sister and I are very different this way. She is the queen of letting go and I am the queen. We are like literally the other ends of the spectrum. And it's been so nice having that friendship back and our relationship mended after all these years because she came New Year's Eve and met all my friends that were here, my neighbors. And they knew of her, but they've never really met her because she hasn't been in my life. And of course she lost her husband last year. And now, you know, a year later, she's got a lovely new man she met. The universe answered an amazing prayer for her because they are just two peas in a pod. And everyone just so enjoyed her and enjoyed seeing our energy together. We have always had this great upbeat energy when we're in the same room together. We feed off each other a little bit. And it was just good now to have it friendly and safe and loving. And that never would have happened if I hadn't done the work to let go. If Angie hadn't decided to start working on herself and growing. So we met in the middle and I am grateful. Truly, really, there's nothing much more I can say about that. I am just grateful. Worrying and nitpicking everything to death like I have a habit of doing, it does not help. That is not how the process works. In order to participate in a more magical, um, I guess, way of life is a way of putting it, Trust that all you need to know will be revealed to you when it is time. I was listening to, I cannot remember her name, it does not matter. And she was saying how our lessons are like onions because we're sometimes not ready for a lesson five layers deep. We're just dealing with the one that's on the surface right now. But you peel that away and then we're on to the next one. One layer at a time, guys. But you also have to trust that you will have what you need when you need it. Now, if I encourage all of you for one thing is, if you have never delved into anything about your higher self connection, please do. Google it, get in touch with me. Um, let's work on this together. Because when you can trust your higher self and not always have to ask why, remember, we don't have to do it that way any longer. Life is so much easier. Oh, so much easier. And I don't have to know why. I just have to accept and I move on going, that wasn't, that wasn't for me. So part of that as well is letting go because if you are so vested in an outcome, it can really sway how events unfold because you're manipulating everything all the time even if you don't realize it. All right, so back to, back to some happier thoughts for the new year. Let's lose the weight of all those expectations, you know. Let's grow Let's search for new ways to be the best that we can be. I do not envy, if you're a listener that is working, a parent, 
and maybe have elderly people that you're having to partly look after, I have no envy for that. That is a tough place in life to be in. But I still believe that because I've watched it in my own life, we bring a lot of our own stuff to the table and make things probably a lot more difficult than it needs to be. I saw a great thing just before I started this podcast. Your children, you know, people say, I would die for my children. Your children don't need you to die for them. They need you to live. Be present. Make better choices. Your job, it's a job. It's how you bring in an income. When I was younger, I was so identified to my job. I also had always had a side business going. At one point, I had three things on the go my full-time accounting business, a network marketing company, and a full another corporation that I was building from the ground up in automotive security. Oh my goodness. I couldn't even imagine having that many things on my plate right now. So my life is about right now. What can I just let go off the plate? It doesn't need to be there. And now that I've done this whole left Facebook and social media thing and come back and realize, guess what? Nobody missed me. Because anyone that knew, knows, knows me well enough and calls me a good enough friend knows where I am and how to reach me and what I'm doing. And I don't miss a bunch of people that I really don't know that well. You can get very, very pulled in different directions. So when you're going through this process, be clear and unapologetic. You don't have to hurt people's feelings. You don't have to be rude. But I had to be very honest with a couple of people saying, guys, I'm really sorry, but I just do not have the energy for to maintain more friendships right now. And I simply don't. Maybe it's time to have some better boundaries with your kids. Maybe it's time to look at your job and go, do you know what? If they keep putting another person's work on me and I keep going home burned out and I've got nothing else to give anybody else, that's not how I want to live. It is a very interesting time in history with a, a vast amount of consciousness waking up right now. That is why we're in conflict, by the way. Don't think for a second that all the evil in the world hasn't always been here. COVID just brought it all to the surface. And there are a lot of people striving uh, for more, to raise the vibrations of this planet. We have a long way to go. There's a lot of evil on this planet and a lot of nastiness, a lot of money and greed and power that drives governments and companies and it's very sad. That's not going to change overnight. So don't get caught up in it. Focus on how you want to live the next, be in the moment, the next day, the next decision is the only thing that you have to really care about. Knowing who you are as a person, how you're going to respond and know that if you are not learning the lesson, the universe will just keep bringing it back to you. That one is so true. That's happened to me so many times. It's like, why is this happening to me again? Well, you still haven't learned the lesson, Shelley, so the universe brings it back. The universe wants to give you all the love and all that you need, but the sad part is, as trite and it may sound for a lot of people, all of that is inside of you. It's all about your relationship on the inside. We, I saw something interesting today. Spirituality in under 60 seconds. It says our life, our life comes down into this, into this baby that's being born and we go through a veil of forgetfulness. And then we get raised up with all the limiting beliefs and all the physicalities of what we're taught to believe and religion and school and governments and, you know, regimes. They, they do all this brainwashing for us. And now we've got social media doing all the brainwashing as well that we forget that everything that we are and our connection to the universe is inside of us. 
we are the energy of, of the whole cosmos. But we play so small and we limit ourselves so much. So how about 2023? We stop that and start exploring. You don't have to learn it all at once. You don't have to figure out all the answers. You just need to be. Be present, be aware, and grow. And those are little choices that you make along the way. Have a great day, everyone. Happy New Year again, and I'll catch you on the flip side. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda. Stay connected with us directly through livingwellwithshell.com and Instagram at livingwellwithshell. If you would like to speak with us, please send us an email through Shelley at livingwellwithshell.com. And as always, thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality. This concludes the most thought-provoking portion of your day. Thank you. And remember, willpower will only get you so far if you don't have a plan. <laughs>